Hello, and welcome to Tales from South Florida. I'm your host, Bill Monty. On every episode of Tales from South Florida, we'll be talking about the events, the people, and the history that make South Florida a great place to live and made it a great place to grow up in. I moved to South Florida in 1965 with my family. I was a wee lad at the time. I was very excited to move to Hollywood. Of course, I had it wrong as a little kid. I thought it was Hollywood, California, and I couldn't wait to see all my favorite movie and TV stars. Once we got here, though, and my parents took us on a trip for my birthday to the Miami Aquarium, I realized there were stars because Flipper was there. And that was a huge show at the time. And that was the start of my knowing that I lived in a really special place. And I can say now, looking back on it, it was a very special time. Growing up in South Florida in the 60s and the 70s, becoming an adult in the 80s, raising a family in the 90s, I don't know if I'd want to do it somewhere else. I have nothing else to compare it to, of course, because I lived here. But it really was a special place with weather that just couldn't be beat. Now, back when I came to South Florida, I remember sometimes on Halloween, you'd go trick-or-treating with a sweater or a jacket on because it'd get pretty cold. That's not the case anymore. So some things do change. The traffic has certainly changed. The fact that back then, South Florida was very seasonal. Not really so much anymore. We have a lot of people that stay here 12 months a year. And the traffic on 95, 595, and everywhere else can confirm that. Well, it tells from South Florida, we want to talk about some of the special times, the special events, the restaurants that are no longer here that we remember, the parks, the amusement parks, the times. That's what we want to talk about here. And they're going to be based on my memory. Now, look, if it's something I don't know a lot about, yes, I'm going to do research. I'll read some articles. I'll go on social media, go online to figure out things. But I always want to put my special spin on it. And what I want to do to make it different for all of you listening is I want you to be a part of it also. So please, I encourage you, write to me, email me, call me, leave me a voicemail, and I'll tell you how to do all of that later, and share your memories of South Florida. What were your experiences? And if I can, we'll incorporate it into the future shows, and I'll give you credit where credit's due, because there's a lot to talk about here. Hey, if you were of age in the 70s and the early to mid-80s, you certainly went to a concert at the Hollywood Sportatorium. That alone could probably take up several episodes just talking about the great times we had in what was really not a great building for concerts, but it was the only building that we had, wasn't it? All the other things. The life on the beach. Anyone remember when Fort Lauderdale was the place to come for college spring break? It was a madhouse back then. Very different now. There weren't a lot of malls. The Hollywood Mall, the Fashion Center popped up later, 163rd Street Mall, Lauder Hill Mall. That was about it for the most part. Dayland, I guess you want to go a little bit further south. So what are your memories of all these things? I'd like you to write to me. Here's the email address. It's talesfromsouthflorida at gmail.com. You can find this information in the show notes later on. So you can email me at talesfromsouthflorida at gmail.com or give me a call and leave a voicemail. Be sure to leave your name and a number that I can call you back on too. And that phone number is 754-800-3170. 754-800-3170. And that'll get you in touch with me, Bill Monty. Tell me a little bit about the story you want to share. If it's something that I think can add to the show, I will definitely be in touch with you. And I'll give you credit on the show, too. Hey, everyone wants to be a star, right? Now, podcasting is something 
that I've been enjoying doing for a while now. I have another podcast you can find. It's uh, themed towards a very different kind of audience, I guess, but not really. If you grew up the same time I did, it's affecting you too. That's called Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older. And this is a podcast that looks at issues that are affecting seniors or those who soon will be seniors and where you can turn to for help or information if you're finding the road a little bit bumpy. And it's how you can enjoy life a little bit more, too. The season one of that is up and running wherever fine podcasts can be found. That's Bill Monty's Guide for Getting Older. I hope you give that a listen, too. And in a few moments, we're going to come right back here and we're going to talk about our first tale from South Florida which concerns an amusement park in Fort Lauderdale. Yes, we had amusement parks in Fort Lauderdale. That was open for 29 years. We'll be right back. Friends, this break in the show could be me talking about your business or service. Hey, the rates are great. You can get an upfront spot before the episode, a mid-break in the middle spot, just like this one. You can be a subject sponsor in an episode, or you can sponsor an entire episode or an entire season. Need more information? Email me at billmonte04 at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to more Tales from South Florida. Now, back in the 1960s, believe it or not, there was a shortage of amusement parks in Florida. Oh, sure, you had Cypress Gardens up in the middle of the state, along with uh, the Silver Springs, Wikiwachi. Wikiwaki, Wikiwachi, one of those. Bush Gardens had an amusement park in Tampa, nothing like what it is now. It was probably a little bit more along the lines of Cypress Gardens, if memory serves correct. I just remember there were some people in dresses, uh, you know, like the Southern Belle kind of look. You could hold parrots on your arm somewhere. I have pictures of that. And uh, I think my father enjoyed the free beer part of the brewery, since that's mostly what it was known for. I don't recall any rides. There might have been like some small children rides, merry-go-rounds, trains, things like that. Up in the middle of the state somewhere was something called Six-Gun Territory. There was Marine Land in Jacksonville. But you didn't have the Disney Worlds, the Universals, or anything like that. So traveling south to... Uh, the South Florida area, the main amusement park was nature's amusement park. It was the beach. Water sports, going to the beach every Saturday, every Sunday on the weekends in the summer. And that was what we did, being in the water. That was what it was all about. That's why people paid a lot of money to come here, and that's why a lot of us lived here, was just for that. However, there were a few amusement parks. Most of them were centered around the water in some way. So you had this aquarium down in Miami. And in Fort Lauderdale, around 1965, there opened up a small marine theme park uh, called Ocean World. I first remember going to Ocean World in elementary school. It was a field trip, and I thought it was wonderful. I'd been to this aquarium by then, and obviously Ocean World was much smaller, and it didn't have a star on TV either. So there were some differences, but it was closer, and it was next to a really cool hotel, the Pier 66 uh, Hotel, it was on the intercoastal, so it felt kind of different, you know, than, you know, the aquarium which sat on the bay and had more of an ocean feel to it, even though this was called Ocean World, but there was something unique and fun about this particular park. Now, Ocean World was the idea of a man named Charles Beckwith, and Charles Beckwith was a New Yorker. He was a florist, actually. He owned flower shops up in the New York area. Most notably, he had some, I believe, in the Idlewild Airport that later became the 
Kennedy International Airport. And when he came down to Florida around uh, 1963, he moved to Fort Lauderdale. He formed Ocean World Incorporated. It was his idea to create the marine park so that they could provide information and education about different marine animals, but also to provide a place for injured sea turtles or dolphins or sharks to be found and brought to so they could possibly be healed. Now, let's not be overly sentimental about this. I don't know if I noticed it at the time, but in looking at pictures while I was researching Ocean World, the pools where they had these animals were incredibly small. Think about, if you remember the Crandon Park Zoo on Key Biscayne a long time ago. So this was before Zoo Miami opened up. And when you went and you saw a lion inside this tiny cage, and that was the entire space that lion had to live in, that was sort of what was happening at Ocean World, too. It's sort of kind of the big problem now for this aquarium, isn't it? They did have one large uh, tank, had about 17 feet of water, 20 feet of water, something like that. And in there were porpoises and sea lions and all kinds of different fish. And there were some sharks swimming around in a moat uh, that was near the tank. So and that was basically it. And sea lions and uh, the porpoises did daily shows. They had like an open seating area. I, I want to say it only sat like maybe 500 people or 600 people. Might have been a little bit more than that or a little bit less. They had different... Uh, Characters, kind of like the Mickey Mouse and the Goofies of Ocean World that wandered around. There was a concrete crocodile that everyone, or a concrete alligator is what it was, that everyone took their picture of that was in front of it. It really appealed for the educational aspect to the school kids in the area and did a really nice, brisk business. Ocean World was located near the 17th Street Causeway. If you want to know now where it is, it would be almost directly across the street from the Fort Lauderdale Convention Center on 17th Street. Where it was was home to the Fort Lauderdale Art Institute for a long time, which is also now closed. But that's where it was. So imagine in that area right there, you know, having this little park that you could go to. I don't believe it was expensive for its time. If anyone out there remembers how much it was, I couldn't find information on that. But it couldn't have been more than just a couple of bucks to go into it. In 1984, Charles Beckwith sold Ocean World. It stayed open for a while, but then it was closed permanently in 1994. A couple of reasons for that. One was just dwindling attendance. People were getting more and more eco-savvy, and that's not the uh, was not the proper environment you want to take your kids to to see the the, the fish and the porpoises and the lions, sea lions and in that type of environment. There also was a Florida agency was bringing charges against them for animal abuse. Again, very reminiscent of what's happening with the Miami Seaquarium right now. That brought about the end of it. It kind of went away quietly and not a lot of people remember it. It was not something that was huge. You know, people wouldn't, you wouldn't travel from Georgia to Fort Lauderdale just to go to Ocean World. But if you were in Fort Lauderdale on vacation, you probably would stop in for a morning or an afternoon. This was not an all-day park. But Ocean World was one of the first parks that I came to when I moved to South Florida. It was really just a, a really nice, quiet place, and I kind of wish we had something like that again. Maybe not that type of park. But one of the things I think we're missing down here is some place to go as a family that's not a mall, you know? And Frankly, movies have died out a little bit since COVID, right? Not a lot of people go into that anymore. So someplace outdoor, I mean, we are, we have this great weather, you know? So why isn't there a place that we can all go to that's an amusement park? You go in, ride a couple of innocuous rides, get some entertainment, someplace that you could do in a day and then go home. 
something that's really missing down here. And I think as long as the main thing here is just to keep building more condos and more homes that no one can afford, I don't think we'll see another amusement park open. I think the ones that we have, which are, I think there's a new water park in Miami. Of course, there's the one up in Palm Beach County, Rapids. But I don't believe we're ever going to see anything even quite like Boomers. It used to be off 95 with the wooden roller coaster right in, uh, in Hollywood. So that was Ocean World. I'd love to hear your memories if you went as a kid. If you have any pictures, I'd love for you to share them with me. Again, it's Tales from South Florida at gmail.com. And our number is 754-800-3170. Please join us again for another episode of Tales from South Florida. This is Bill Monte. I thank you for joining us, and we will see you on the flip side.